This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Hear more from Free FM. For a small monthly fee, you can become a patron and support independent community media. Go to patreon.com slash freefm89 to find out how. You're tuned into the free breakfast on Free FM 89.0, independent community media. And I'm covering now an event which is going to be happening in Hamilton soon as part of Hamilton Book Month. At 12pm on Monday the 10th of August at Clarence Street Theatre, Kelly Pike from Free FM will be interviewing Gulrees Garaman. She is a Green MP who has just released her book, Know Your Place, uh, which tells her uh, quite long and quite illustrative story. Good morning, Gulrees. This book um, is a big venture and it will have been... A long time in gestation, wouldn't it? You would have been thinking about it for a long time. What made you finally think of um, putting it into motion? Oh, well, to be honest, it hadn't been a long time in gestation. Um, Well, in as much as anyone's life story might be. Um, But HarperCollins sort of approached me and I honestly just thought, you know, no one's going to ask again. And how often do stories like this Um, you know, about former refugees um, from the Middle East, you know, and and, and the experience of growing up here in Aotearoa, you know, how how often does that story get told in it? (laughs) So I thought I'd better take the opportunity. There are a lot of elements to the story, but the starting point there is your experience as a child refugee coming to New Zealand. Do you want to tell us a bit about that? I kind of wanted to tell that story um, because I think we as former refugees and actually migrants um, more generally often um, don't get to tell our stories and we kind of become dehumanised and I know, you know, the more we all understand each other's stories, the better. And so I wanted to talk about my childhood in Iran and we lived under one of the most repressive regimes in in the modern world probably and, and... um, and, and it was scary, you know. So we so we had that thing of, you know, it's people disappearing. Um, you know, are, are your phones tapped? You know, my mother having to check herself as she leaves the house to kind of make sure she's covered. Um, but of course, that isn't all we were. And my parents' generation, in particular, had they'd been in the revolution and they had been fighting for democracy. Um, you know, that, that's what they thought they were doing. And then, of course, they ended up with this incredibly repressive regime, but they remained very political. Um, and their friends were very political. And, and, you know, I wanted to tell a little bit about their story as well, where they, um, they were these, you know, 1970s sort of hippies, essentially, and, you know, uni students. And, and their world had been turned um, upside down. So it, it was important to me to kind of... Um, tell the story of, of that generation and also um, my own and having kind of grown up under that repression but that isn't all that we were or we are. So do you have quite vivid memories of all this? Yeah I do we left when I was nine years old so you kind of you do retain um, a lot of you know your kind of early school years you know memories about things like that so and I think with anyone that was um, sort of my age and that generation, we we remember our parents in Iran talking about what was happening because it was happening to them. It was new to them too, you know. So 
the idea of um, having Islamic dress suddenly introduced for women um, was really new. And, and those stories they would tell over and over again about how um, this wasn't, it wasn't always like this. And, you know, the photographs of themselves, you know, at um, cool, like, 60s, you know, parties and, and their Beatles records. Um, but also, you know, you remember things like birthday parties and, um, and your friends and things like that. So it was, it's a little bit of a story of um, the, the, those memories of the scary stuff um, but also the fact that you're still, it's, it's still very human. You know, every society still has all of, um, all of those kind of normal family stories um, about baking cakes with your, with your mum and your little friends and um, things like that as well, which was important to kind of um, bring out. You mentioned before that your parents had been fighting for democracy in Iran. Um, so that obviously gives quite a different take on this, which I think a lot of um, readers wouldn't understand um, was going to be part of it. So what sort of involvement had your parents had um, before you were, you know, of the age when you left um, Iran? Yeah, well, they were, and, you know, the Iranian revolution was one of the biggest popular revolutions there is, and we all kind of remember the Arab Spring, which happened um, more recently, you know, from 2009 sort of onwards. And, and the, 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 the Iranian revolution was really that kind of a, a much earlier version of this where, and my parents were involved, you know, and so many Iranians were involved, you know, from every kind of background. So they were um, more, you know, socialists and they wanted to nationalise the oil resource. And we all know, you know, the Middle East is constantly suffering because we have... Um, we're very uh, oil rich, and, and but they felt like you know that was all the money was going overseas, and they wanted equality for Iranians. They wanted to um, address poverty in their country, but they they more than anything they were fighting for democracy and for that kind of dignity. Um, and, the, and and you know they won. They sort of overthrew the Shah, who who was secular, um, you know, he, but it, but but still oppressive and. And that was a, that was a victory, but of course, then the revolution was hijacked, and and the the um, so-called Islamist um, factions sort of won out and formed this government. And and I mean, you know, that's not to say that they are true Muslims. I think they kind of are using that religion as a tool, um, but it did become a very repressive theocracy. And so, but, but it's kind of tragic because that generation was so politicised. So my parents, you know, didn't turn it all off and kind of just sit at home. They continued to be really political. And, um, you know, I remember friends kind of eventually one or two people kind of disappearing off. And whether that was because they'd gone to prison or they'd had to escape, um, that was always kind of a theme around our lives. And then eventually when it got to... Um, dangerous for my parents, we fled and we were very lucky to, you know, be accepted as asylum seekers and get refugee status here. You're listening to The Free Breakfast and I'm speaking with Green MP Golriz Garaman about her book, Know Your Place. Uh, Golriz, um, in terms of your political engagement, was that quite pronounced from early on because of the involvement your parents had had in the revolution? 
Well, my main focus um, sort of in my work was always human rights. I'd always wanted to work in human rights. And, and I think that's exactly where that came from, you know, because that is what my parents celebrated once we got here. You know, it was very important to them to constantly point out all of these rights that we have here um, and, and how much, you know, and, and how to make things better was always kind of part of part of our um, our family culture. And I think it came from, um, you know, the, the, those Iranian movements um, that kept on fighting. I'm always so impressed with them continuing to fight for women's equality, for example, even though it's so dangerous there. So I felt like, you know, I need to continue that and do that work wherever I am and that... Um, meant that I, you know, when I practiced law, that was my focus, and I went off to the to the UN, and it was that kind of holding tight to to that human rights framework. But eventually, yeah, I think I think um, working in politics is for me about sort of celebrating democracy um, because I know that you know my parents had lost everything, you know, for that. So now, um, obviously, you're a member of Parliament in New Zealand. And uh, do you have other involvements um, in terms of diplomacy and human rights? Um, well, you know, not and not kind of formally because it often would become um, a conflict of interest. But when I was practicing law, I um, also worked in child rights, where um, I worked for an organisation called Action for Children and um, Youth Aotearoa, who write the United Nations Child Rights Report, the alternative report for New Zealand. And we, so we did that and I hold on to, you know, that community and I bring that to my work. And I worked at the, um, I was on the executive of the Criminal Bar Association, um, which is the organisation that kind of looks at criminal justice um, issues from the perspective of the criminal bar. And so I, whatever I kind of did, I think I, I felt like I needed to work in the policy side of things as well. And and so I kind of feel like that grounds me in my work in Parliament because I still have those communities um, to draw from. And, and you know that someone sort of um, um, knows you and is watching you and you've taken that kaupapa into, into Parliament. So I think it does keep me grounded. Lastly, Goris, has your story sort of crystallised for you in writing Know Your Place? Yeah, um, I've ended up writing... I mean, I think the the, the, the story itself, it's funny when you start to write about um, the past, you realise how much of it, it you've already crystallised. But I think the parts of it that was, are still forming for me are where I do write about my life in politics and the and I wasn't going to do that except for that the Christchurch terror attack happened and I felt like I couldn't not write about the experience of being you know the so-called uh, refugee MP at that moment as communities started to reach out and it was um, you know at some of our issues became the biggest issues in sort of New Zealand um, so I ended up writing about that and I ended up writing about some of the prejudice that I had faced because it was it, it felt to some extent, you know, it's all interconnected. Um, but I didn't want to reduce my work to or, or those communities to kind of just prejudice. So I've ended up writing about just daily life as well in Parliament. But in those parts and those reflections hadn't crystallised for me until I think I started to try and decipher them 
in writing, so I'm sure I'll start to change my mind about some things in the years to come. Well, Green MP Gauris Garaman, thank you very much for speaking to us on the free breakfast today. You will, of course, be speaking with Kelly Pike from Free FM at 12pm on Monday the 10th of August at Clarence Street Theatre about the Know Your Place book about your story so that will be the listeners chance to hear a lot more information um a lot more elaboration on the stories we've touched on today thanks very much skull really appreciate your time yeah thanks for your time thanks for listening to this free fm podcast if you want to hear more content like this you can support free fm via patreon head to patreon.com slash free fm 89 to find out more